Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for May 19th is 2 Samuel chapters 19 through 21. Now, when we left David off in chapter 18, he was mourning, weeping, wailing, crying out about the loss of his son, Absalom. Never mind that Absalom had tried to form a coup, actually did attempt a coup, and captured the hearts of Israel, tried to overthrow the throne of his father, David. Surely if Absalom had given had been given the chance, he would have killed David. So these men, David's soldiers, his mighty men, thousands of people who had organized and sacrificed and risked their lives to give David a chance at keeping the throne and defending David's throne, were made to feel, these men were made to feel as though everything they had done was for nothing. Joab, who has been David's right-hand man, the commander of his army, tries to reason with David. He actually gives him quite a harsh rebuke, like a pull-yourself-together-man kind of a rebuke. And fortunately for David and for the kingdom, David hearkens Joab's word. Joab had a history of taking things into his own hands, and I think maybe David was a little disrespected or felt a little disrespected because David ends up taking Amasa and placing Amasa in charge of the troops, like giving him Joab's job in a sense. Amasa may have been a great general, military leader, but he's he had been on the side of the Confederacy, you could say, with Absalom. Joab never to be deterred. <laughs> when they go off into battle together, Joab kills Amasa. He's the number one guy behind David once again. We see in chapter 19 also that Shimei, remember the one who had been cursing David, throwing stones at him, kicking dust at him, saying, David, you're finally getting what you deserved because you're this man of bloodshed. He comes and falls on his face before David, begging for forgiveness. David does forgive him. Lots of grace. When a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies are at peace with him, it says in Proverbs. Now in chapter 20, there's a wicked man named Sheba who sees this dispute between the tribe of Judah and the rest of Israel. He tries to capitalize on that and make himself king. Doesn't end well for him. But I want to focus today on chapter 21. After another coup has been thwarted, a couple years go by and there are three successive years of drought. David 
It says in chapter 21, sought the face of God. When natural things were taking place, now it's, it's one thing for us to read this story and think, oh, that's a great story. Or, man, God used to work that way in the Bible. I'm so glad we're under grace now in the New Testament. It's the same God. There are still droughts. When natural phenomenon exist and take place and weather events that cause harm to people, like droughts and famines, our response should be to seek the face of God. Maybe your translation says that David inquired of the Lord. But lit literally, it says, David sought the face of Yahweh, the God of Israel. He sought the face of Yahweh. And we should do that. We should be doing that every day anyway, right? Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 33, we all know so well, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. What you eat, what you wear, where you live. David sought the face of Yahweh and we should as well, especially when things are going wrong. The first thought in our minds when things start to go wrong is perhaps God is not pleased. Now, what's interesting, what was God not pleased about here in 2 Samuel 21? When David asks God, God says it's because of Saul. Saul killed the Gibeonites. The Gibeonites. That sounds familiar. Now, I didn't remember. I don't expect you to remember where it was. But do you remember the story in Joshua? When Joshua was leading the people into the promised land, and there was a group of people who put on old tattered clothes and old tattered wineskins, and they were from that area only just a few miles away, but they pretended like they had been journeying for months and months. They had heard about the conquest of Israel. They were scared. They came to make a peace treaty. The Israelites did not inquire of God and entered into a peace treaty with the Gibeonites in Joshua chapter 9. We are now roughly 400 years later. And Saul killed some of the Gibeonites. He broke the treaty hundreds of years later that was made under false pretense. And now there's a famine because of it, because God, the Gibeonites, were calling out and begging God for justice and God granted it to them because a treaty was broken. An oath that the Israelites were bound to was broken. Now, 
I don't know about you, but that speaks to me that God is very concerned about whether or not we keep our word. We are bound by spiritual laws. We are spiritual beings trapped in this physical world for a short time. We must be very careful about what we say we will do. And when we say something, we had better do it because we are bound. And perhaps if there's anything that's holding you back in your life, you're not getting that promotion, whatever it is, your prayers seem blocked. Oh God, make it rain. And it's just not raining. And, and you're like, Lord, your word says that you would make it rain. Maybe it's because you promised to do something. Or maybe somebody in your family before you promised to do something and then didn't follow through. The good news is there's so much grace. We just have to acknowledge it and ask for forgiveness when we don't keep our word. God, fortunately for us, does not demand perfection. Fortunately for us, Jesus is our perfection. Something to think about. Don't take my word for it. But it seems to me that's what the scriptures are teaching us today. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for being on this journey with me. See you tomorrow.